ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bench Dogs Podcast, a podcast about woodworking, good times, and general jackassery, with your hosts, Jess of Woodworks Tampa Bay, Colt. Uh, I'm going to restart that. Sorry, I'm trying to go off memory. Uh, start Colt, again. Colt, Colt, Colt. A lot of Colt. Yep. <laughs> okay, keep it. Who cares? All right, we're going to keep it. Yeah, we're messing Colt, up this Colt, intro. Yeah. I'm Ross from RNC Woodworking and Design. And evidently you can guessing. find all of us on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. Today's episode is of the Bench Dogs podcast is episode two, The Revenge. Today's episode is brought to you by the letter B. Wouldn't it be yeah. fun if there actually was like a TV show called International Dateline and it was just like <laughs> murders and pederasses around the world? It'd be good. Yeah. It'd be good. I'd watch it. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> Anything with pedophiles, I'm in. Oh, dude. Speaking <sighs> of that, so when we were in Tennessee. This is oh going to be a good segue, well, I can tell. Yeah. I can, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Tennessee. So, uh, yeah, we went to uh, Nashville for um, our buddy's wife's 30th birthday, her dirty 30. And uh, their local hockey team is called the Predators. They're the, the Nashville Jeez. Predators. Correct. And, yeah. We did. I, I thought it was a joke. And then it gets better. Like, they're like, welcome to Smashville. You know, like a pun on Nashville. And I was like, no way. Predators <laughs> and welcome to Smashville. It's like, this has got to be like the biggest predator. Like, so we, uh, we asked the local. He was like, no, I never thought of that. I'll never get that out of my head. But, uh, but you're sick. And I was like, no. I, I thought it was a joke. Oh, sorry. So, how did, how did everything that went out? But. <laughs> the flight, all that stuff went good. No lost bags. Kids were okay. Nobody got sick. No, I mean, everybody was good. Uh, the flights down were super easy because technically we left at like six o'clock from Chicago, flew to San Francisco, landed at like 930 at night, got a couple snacks for the kiddos and then took off at like 11 o'clock. So we slept. Well, the kids slept for like half the flight. I slept about an hour and a half each way. So it was a little bit awkward for me. I have a, a weird thing that if a flight is under four hours, I will sleep from the time the engines turn on until the time that I touch down at wherever I'm at. If it is four hours and one minute, I'm not sleeping. And I don't know why. It's just how it goes. So kind of just have to suck it up and, and go for it. It's odd. Yeah, I normally don't even make it till the snacks and drinks come out. Yeah. Right. No, I just have to tell my neighbor or whoever's sleep. next to me to elbow me if I start snoring. Right. That's fair. Yeah, That's usually your wife's job. Yeah. <laughs> my ears are popping and stuff. I don't I don't sleep. I'm watching a movie or whatever. Ashley does, but I don't. I don't ever sleep. I watched a couple movies, caught a couple uh episodes of the things, but I actually spent the majority of the 14 hour flight down to Australia um editing out well editing the 14 plus hours of raw footage for the Dusty Fart Bench YouTube video. Yes. Yeah. And I was able to publish that today and it's been, I think, well-received. Everybody who's, who's seen it has, has given me some very, good feedback. Dude, I love it. Very good. Very good. After going to workbench con, I zoomed in, well, not zoomed in. I zeroed in on a, a few things and, and tried to make it a little bit more efficient overall. Trying to start with 14 plus hours of footage and not have it be a three hour plus montage of doing the same kind of cuts right. over and over yeah. is difficult and trying to then speak for 25 minutes 
basically trying to ad lib everything was also it'd be hard for you huh you write it down no i just kind of watch it and, mm-hmm. and talk and if i like it i keep it if not i keep going gotcha it was Which, good thank the, you the the stuff was really good the the i think you explained things well i don't think a lot of people knew about um by the way it's pronounced ipe oh yes but, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i i think that um I don't think a lot of people know about the alcohol thing. I'm glad you put that in there. Um, I'm glad that you explained why you did some of the tenons, you know, on the table saw and some of the tenons by hand and, and different. Cause I'm like, why is this guy doing these tenons by hand? Like he's, there's a table saw with a data stack sit right over there. Why mm-hmm. doesn't he just use that? Cause it, and it, and it, and it, uh, he pays hard to work with. I mean, like Very- you said, you're sharp. Sharpening your shit. You, by the way, you got to teach me how to sharpen a card scraper scraper because I'm never. So there's oh, actually. That's right. A, I did mean to talk to you about card scrapers. Um, I've never used one. I want to get into it. So, so yeah, it, it was it was not something I had used a ton. I will be the first to admit that. But there is a Cat's Moses video about how to sharpen your card scrapers. Yep, I've seen it, and it's like a five minute video. Yeah, super simple. And the one thing that's different in sharpening a card scraper versus a normal blade is you're trying to get a perfect 90 degree and just mm-hmm. gently roll over the edge of the metal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you actually have to get like a, a rounded file to be able to like roll over that thin layer of metal. Uh, and that's the actual edge that feels like it's catching if you hit it with your fingernails. Mm-hmm. That's the part that actually cuts the wood. But it, it does such an amazing job once you, you use a card scraper and get used to doing it. It, it literally leaves the finish of the wood somewhere similar to about a 600 grit sandpaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so does, I, it re- does it replace, um, sorry, I cut you off, Jess, but does it re- replace sanding? It could. I mean, eh. Is it more like a, like a fine hand plane? It, it yes. kind of. Yes, yeah. it is a very right. fine hand plane. Yeah, and you'll know if you've got it right if you start getting the right shavings. I mean, I've used it a little bit. Right. Usually what a lot of guys do is they just take that file and they put it in a little block of wood with, and they just put a little dado and try to shove it in. And yeah. then I have a burnisher, which I guess is some type of hardened round metal. Yeah. And that's Actually, the, that's the exact thing it. you want to just perfectly roll over that little sliver of, of edge. I've seen guys, some guys use a piece of three eighths glass. You, ever you seen can that? do it that. Yeah. You can do it that way as well. Um, I, I don't know how you sharpen that. But. I, yeah. I was going to say, I don't really trust putting, sharpened metal on glass long term it just doesn't no, no. seem like they it's a use, safe idea instead of a card scraper they use glass they have well, a square of glass but the benefit of a card scraper is you can you can bend it you can bend it slightly in the in the middle as you're pushing mm. so that it, it gives you a little bit more of an arc whereas if you're doing that with glass at some point you're just going to snap that mofo yeah i don't i don't know right, yeah so it's I wanna, very, very interesting where would i start like you have a brand or should we buy one off Amazon or what? I bought some so, stuff off Amazon. They're good. So I will tell you, uh, and it's actually a guy I met at WorkbenchCon. I happened to buy stuff on Amazon before I got there, and then I met him. It was uh, TJ from uh, DFM Tools. Yeah, that's what I have. Yeah. So he's actually that's a, based. That's the brand, DFM Tools? Yep, DFM Tools. He's based in Chicago. Super nice guy. And oh, wait. I think you had a video about that. Yeah. I remember you talking about a chicago-based company yeah yeah so um 
I would put the caliber of the machining that they're doing up against whatever Woodpeckers is doing, but it's coming in like a third of the cost of a Woodpecker uh, yeah, square. Yeah. I can't justify that the cost of a Woodpecker square or measuring square. I, I just, I can't. So it question. the same thing as either the DFM version or hell, you can go to Harbor Freight and it's still Listen. It's square. I've got a I've got a whole thing about that. Square is square. Zero is zero. Zero point one is not, but zero is zero. So if that thing is square and it's made so it doesn't move, I mean what what else I you need? Is, is it red though? <laughs> I got spray paint so from DFM tools, most of his stuff is blue, but you can order stuff yeah. in different colors. And he can actually laser etch whatever logo or name you want on there as well. Which is kind of fun. 